Welcome back to Core. This is Core. We talk about video games, all kinds, up and down the industry. Whatever's up, we're talking about it. Games we're playing, but also what's happening in the world of consoles and PCs and everything else. My microphone stand is loose, so I'm going to fix that right now in real time. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger. Welcome to episode 240, and today is Wednesday, October 14th, 2020. we got some stuff to talk about. Not a lot, because it's kind of slow week, you know, on the news front, and that's okay. We're not asking for more. It's totally fine, but uh, a few things happen, and we'll get to those now. All right. Uh, this isn't a Warcraft show. You're going to get another one with the instance on Friday. And of course, Azeroth Roundtable, which John is on. And everyone's going to talk about the pre-patch. So we're not going to bore you too hard here. However, it's noteworthy that the World of Warcraft pre-patch came out yesterday. And I uh, had a real hard time getting in at first. Uh, it happened at 3 p.m. Pacific, uh, which is 4 p.m. my time. And it was down immediately for me. And then I got in once, ended up with a queue. And was like, I don't know, 96th in line for a while. It finally counted down to number one. And then as soon as it was time for me to go in, it gave me an error and kicked me out again. So it felt like playing WoW in 2004, which was real weird. But uh, anyway, they got it going about an hour after that. <clears throat> and it was no problem. Got in, started a paladin, did a bunch of stuff, got far, did all the new character stuff, playing Wrath of the Lich King again, because you get to do that Ooh. now. Uh Basically, at a certain point, and you can change this anytime, Bo, you like this with Chromie because uh, she now has a, an actual job in World of Warcraft that isn't just sitting around or being a part of a esoteric side story. She has her butt sat down in the major cities. And if you are like, I'm going to play Mists of Pandaria for this level 10 to level 50 campaign and see the whole thing in its entirety before I get to, to Shadowlands, you can do that. But if you get halfway through that and go, ah, poo, this is no good. I don't want to play this anymore. I'm sick of pandas. What if Wrath of the Lich King was, was an option? You go talk to Chromie in Orgrimmar, in our case. She's sitting on a little uh, thing in a camp down in the corner by the goblins where they live. And uh, she'll change it. She'll switch it. So it's like she changes time and just goes, poof. Oh, now you're over there now. Now, I don't know how it works with like, uh, like, if you're halfway through one of the campaigns, which means you're level 25 in theory, or no, 35, or whatever it is, 25, I guess, does she put you into that world where you would be at level 25, meaning all the quest combat or content and, and, and XP content up till then is now gone and you just start from where you would be? Probably not. I'm guessing you go start fresh there with a scaled world at whatever level you're at. But I haven't I think tried so, that. Because I have a level uh, 35, I think, uh, that was in the middle of Wrath of the Lich King. Or no, it was in the middle of Missa Pandaria at the okay. time of the squish. And I went back to the city because I didn't know what to do. I was just like, okay, well, I, I'm a different level than I was. Where, where do I go? And I went up to one of those war chief boards that tells you where to go. And I had go visit Chromie as one of the options. And then I also had, hey, the Legion's attacking. And I was like, that was a cool event. I'm going to go do that. So mm -hmm. I clicked that, and it basically put me in the pre-launch event for Legion. Mm -hmm. So I went through Orgrimmar, and I met everybody, and then it queued me up. And then with a whole big group of people, we stormed the beach in that uh, start to the Legion event. 
uh, watched Tyrion Fordring just get smoked, watched Varian Wren just get smoked, <laughs> like, uh, uh, went through all of that, and it just just went through. I leveled up while I was doing it, um, so I think everything just sort of scales, and that was with a bunch of other people around me, too. Right, same. Uh, when I So the way it starts you by default, for me anyway, I don't know if it was the same for everybody, but you do that Exiles Reach new level 1 to 10 experience, which I thought was pretty cool. I liked it a lot. Do I want to do it 10 times? Probably not, but that's, I don't know, I don't like doing alts It anyway. might be better than the starting zones, though. The pacing is really Oh, good. it's way better than the starting zones. Way better. Like, I actually really enjoyed that pacing a lot, and I like, I tried to look at it through the eyes of a brand new player or someone who hasn't played in 10 years, and I think it's really good mm. at that. And it's also class-specific, so... No matter who you are and what you're doing, they speak to you and your specialization, like in particular. They'll be like, yep. make sure to use, you know, pop your bubble or whatever the hell it's called for, what's it called? Divine shield yourself for this thing you got to do. And I don't even know what they tell a hunter to do there. No idea. I do. So here's the funny thing. My fiance had uh, never played. Um, wow. She, yeah. she dabbled a little bit but it was it was just a couple months ago yeah and i said you know what they're about to do this whole new thing they're about to change levels rather than getting into it now why don't we wait and let's have you go in fresh when they release it and so she made a new character and she went in as a hunter um you know she's fitting the stereotype of all of us she's a night elf hunter (laughs) and uh went in and uh, they teach you how to tame a pet. They they basically say, you're not going to be able to face these quillbore alone. You're going to need a loyal companion. Go out and tame a pet. Um, and then later you gather supplies to create a trap so you can use your first hunter trap. Um, and it's interesting because the Horde and the Alliance are very similar with just weird, funny differences to them. Like, mm. it's little things. Like, you're on the same island after a crash and you're meeting people that are very similar on the Alliance side. There's a lady and her son is missing on the horde. It's this, this orc lady and her daughter is missing. Um, you, one of your first quests you rescue on the Alliance side, a, a little gnome on the horde side, it's a goblin, but then every now and then it diverges in a weird way because basically there's an army between you and the person you need to rescue at one point. And on the Alliance side, the gnome goes, hey, I got an idea. I have this shrinky, growy ray, Mm -hmm. and we're going to send you out there to enlarge a boar to go charging down and destroy the army. And for the Alliance side, you do it. You successfully grow a boar to a massive size, and then you ride a boar through this army and kill them all. For the Horde... The growy shrinky ray never works. It fails. And yeah. instead, they just decide to attach you to a little helicopter propeller and you just blow everybody up with bombs. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's it's kind of funny the little differences that they throw in there, but the fact she, that they even bothered with that, like to make yeah. those two experiences different, tells me that they want to at least encourage a surface level replayability for alts and for alternate factions so that you don't feel like you're getting the exact same cut and paste experience when you go through there, which is probably good. And it makes it a little more entertaining to be able to go, ah, last time I was on a pig. 
This time I'm blowing them up. What fun is this? <laughs> With that JPEG um, rope that you got, it's pretty pretty ugly. Oh, that rope is awful. I saw you post about it, and I had been thinking it because I had just seen her do it right around the time you posted that. Uh, yeah, there's every now and then, WoW really shows its age, but it's still a very pretty game. Like that cutscene of the wave coming, and that island is all really good looking, and yeah, I feel all like, of that. I feel like calling uh, uh, Blizzard and just saying, hey, um, Nintendo or no Sony called and wants their PlayStation One uh, texture back. <laughs> flat rope texture. It looks so. It bad. is one of those textures too that is flat no matter where you look at it. Like it, it's straight out of like Duke Nukem 3D. Oh, yeah, it's really. <laughs> it's really a bad. 2D bitmap then. Yeah. Oh Pretty yeah. Much, That's what it yeah. is like any angle, yeah. it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Didn't I? I thought I put it in our Slack. I may not have. And what? it's huge. It's like humongous. they have upscaled it. Are those to the ropes from Brewfest? Because. When you're doing the Brewfest Rams, I remember the ropes looking like that. Uh, uh, yeah, very similar. On the Ram and very similar. It's similar. Yes. I wouldn't Although be surprised. I think the Brewfest ropes might look better. Honestly, what, when was the last time you participated in Brewfest Brewfest activities? <laughs> I don't know. It's been a while. Hmm. Ever since Ben stole them out from me, I've been pretty bitter towards Brewfest. Yeah, um, Brewfest is not your jam since then. Here no, you go, Chad. I'm going to show the chat room this. He knows what he did. So, so what's there. exciting about playing World of Warcraft in pre-patch? Like, I've played during pre-patch, so I, I have a general sense of what the answer is. But Well, it's, it's pretty much as simple, cool as, right it's as simple as this. So normally a pre-patch means that you're getting all of your new abilities for the classes you already know and like and whatever. And you're just going to play around with those for a little bit. And normally it's a shorter period between that pre-patch, you getting used to the new ropes, no pun intended, and then... And then the new, the game comes out, and then you're doing that. Well, that got delayed. The game game got delayed. Shadowlands, the expansion. So the best you can do right now is still check out all that stuff. Here are the other features, the major features. Uh, character customization has been completely overhauled and is pretty cool. Um, it's kind of their effort to say, look, we realize that every other MMO on the market lets you do a lot more with character stuff than we do. And that's been true since the beginning. It's always been a complaint. But now it's kind of hard to ignore just how minimal it has been and wow, while others are innovating in that way. Customization turns out people like it. So um, they've really expanded that. When you make a new character, there's a lot of animation going on and explosions. If you're making like a warlock, it's just crazy. Um, and so you get to see the character in action wearing a full set of gear or whatever. And then when you start to customize, you can do special tattoos, different kinds of hair. They've separated the, the facial from the head hair which was not true before. And now those two things can be mismatched any way you want. Tattoos, war paint, skin color now has a huge range from very dark and black and browns and dark purples all the way up to very light pinks and just a huge range of of skin tone, hair color, the color for the paint on your face, all that stuff is all revamped. So that's another thing you can do with either creating a new character or taking your existing to the barber in one of the towns and making those changes to, to that person. So I've, you know, GURPS now got like shock red hair and like a big yellow piece of war paint over his face and he just looks pissed. Like it's, I'm, I'm having fun with that. So that's a big, that's a major inclusion in the game. That goes along very nicely with this new player experience. So the onboarding experience bow literally replaces starting zones, although you can go do those still if you want to. You get a choice basically when you make a new character. Do you want to go to Exile's Reach, which is this new thing, or do you want to go to your original place and start fresh uh, you choose exiles reach because it's new um, but also 
it, it gives you just a really good idea of what you're going to do. And basically, you play 10 levels of content in there pretty quickly. John, yeah. I don't know how long I'd say I was in there. Probably an hour. Maybe if less. you know what you're doing, you'll fly through it. Yeah, you'll rip um, through it. If you're it's, new, it's you'll take really your time short. and you'll read the quests and you'll take in the scenery and you'll be a, probably a little more methodic if you've never played before. But but it felt just about right to me in terms of timing for someone like me who's been what playing. What I for liked, one years. thing, just tell me if you agree on this, because I thought I thought this was neat. It felt like a mini like D and D one shot, Exiles Reach. It was bit, like yeah. Hey, you're part of a party. You're going to this island because a boat or you're going in this area because a boat went missing. Oops, you crashed. You better get your party back together. Oh, something's going on. They're abducting people. There's a mystery going on. Oh, they're trying to resurrect a dragon. You know, like you got to stop it. It's all self-contained. And I think it's probably the smartest thing they did, because if you've ever played through like the blood elf starting area, you start off and you get this intro and it's like, the blood elves didn't have access to the sun well, so it has been restored. It's uh, back and it's great. And then you start doing quests and they're like, man, the sun well, guys, it got destroyed. Ugh, it's real rough without the sun well. And you're like, wait a minute, the intro just said it was back. Yeah. Why are we talking about it being destroyed? Then you go back out into the world and uh, because that's Cataclysm, which yeah. was after, it's back again. Mm-hmm. But then you go to Lich King and it's back to being destroyed. So it does weird time things, but by taking something and doing just like an isolated story, they've really made something that it doesn't matter where the game goes. Exiles Reach will still make sense as long as there's a horde and an alliance to speak of, which I can't imagine them changing that foundation. Yeah, I don't think that gets changed, but I think you're right. And it's a great comparison because it does feel like a little mini campaign where you start out as a nobody. You get up to speed and they do some tutorial stuff. That I obviously know, but it's fun to see how they decided to show some of that. Like teach you combat. Right clicking does this. Regular clicking does that. Uh, how to manage your inventory. Bring up your character sheet. Swap out the thing that just dropped. Like they're all big icons and arrows pointing at things and all that. Um, you can turn all that off, but I, I wanted to see how they did it. Anyway, they even take you both. This is pretty cool. They take you through all the common scenarios of the game. So at first it's like, here's a simple go gather stuff quest. Okay, well done. And they're doing it with a bunch of story, but they're basically that's basically what they're doing. And then they say, well, here's a multi-part quest. Here's a, a thing where the one guy needs you to do the three things. Oh, and here's one where four of us have quests. Go do all four of us. And it turns out some are in the same areas. So, you know, two birds, one stone out here. Go ahead and kill those things and pick up the birds and then come back. I don't know why I said birds. But then come back and then turn it in and you get the thing. And so they're teaching you the systems of the game that have always sort of been there and you take for granted just because you know it and they're, and they're walking you through it. But my favorite part probably was, I mean, they do like outdoor eventy kind of things. So you learn those, you learn how to go underground and do something in there and like all that. But then eventually they run you through a dungeon and it's legitimately a dungeon. These things are all elites and your teammates who are the same NPCs you came in with and they've been working with you to figure all this out. They do their different roles. And if you're a healer, she'll say, keep us alive while we're fighting these things. Use your healing abilities, whatever. Or if you're the tank, she'll say, well, she is the tank. So it's kind of like multiple tanks. But she'll she'll tell you what to do based on your kind of who you hmm. are. And then you'll you conquer this full-on dungeon that's built into this thing. You'll never see in any other part of the game. It's just a dungeon on this island. And it's short and quick. You get done with that dungeon. 
Uh, there's some big Storyander stuff. And then you fly. The Horde comes to the island to figure out what's going on or the Alliance on the Alliance side. And then you fly to your major city. And in my case, a goblin gave me a tour of Orgrimmar. Here's where you fly. Here's where you go to the bank. Here's how that works. Like all of that stuff gets explained to you. And you get a mount when you walk out of there. So mm-hmm. you can oh, st- do you? start. Oh, yeah. You start riding right away. Like I, as soon as I got to Orgrimmar, I had a I had one of those birds. because I'm. A, yeah, they got to give people mounts now. What's it like to start World of Warcraft in 2020 and be the only guy walking around with nothing? <laughs> <Right>. like, <laughs> <laughs> but I will say it's having a mount there. at level 10 is weird. It's a weird feeling because that mm-hmm. was never true in the past. It was originally 40 and 60 and then then 20 and 40. Or do I, I, mean, I made the trek. I'm sure you guys have done this. I made the trek between Razor Hill and Ogremar like five thousand <laughs> times, like enough in my lifetime yeah. that yeah, I, I'm. If I have to do it again, I'm not. I don't want to. You won't ever classic. have to do it again. In fact, that's yeah. the beauty of it. Is it felt contained. So there's the story continuity that felt good. It didn't feel discordant with all these weird things that have happened over 15 years in the game. And at the same time, I think if I was a new player, I would have really appreciated this this kind of approach. Because it really was very laid out for you, like what you need to do. And then when you got done and an Orgrimmar, you have to go talk. Oh, the very first thing it had me do is go talk to Sylvanas. And then she sent, then she started Battle for Azeroth content, which you can then go do if you want and do level 11 through, through 50. That can be your next campaign. I was like, no, I just got done with this place. Don't want anything to do with it. So I went and visited Chromie. And she switched it to Wrath of the Lich King, and so that's what I'm doing. Um, and you get to play Wrath, Mists, uh, BC. There's one more. Cataclysm? No, because Cataclysm anymore? isn't Cataclysm. It's so smeared out. I don't think they have it as a standalone. It's something else. Oh, uh, Legion. Warlords. Legion. There's Warlords in there, maybe. I would think so. So I think those five, everything but Cataclysm, because Cataclysm is technically everything, right? Like it's, yeah. it's not a single, <laughs> it's, it's happened and it's not it, a single it's pieces area. and parts and stuff. All so, over the so place. if I understand, is it, is it your own personal instance of these expansions or is that, is it a, is it a shared, like separate shared. server for lack of a better term, like a shard, like you're not playing in Azeroth prime. Like I, if I understand correctly, you joined this area, let's say it's wrath of the Lich King it's not Wrath of the Lich King and Azeroth Prime in terms of what the players you see. It's the time walking right. Wrath of the That's Lich what they King. Call it. She calls it time, and then what do they call it? Time walking campaign or time if they time walking call, whatever. They actually call me. I assume it's that. And yeah. and then when you're done with that, you go back to Azeroth Prime and everything is in the current state of the game as it is. You're done with this instanced area forever. Right. Basically, that's it. And so you mm. now, like I said, you can switch in the middle of one of these to one of the other four campaigns if you want to. But now these campaigns are treated as separate standalone experiences mm. that, that that you can go through and still go through with all the friends and, and random strangers you want to if they're also choosing that campaign. Yeah. But if you go switch with Chromie, she switches you the to big, another time. The big problem with the endgame expansions, even in original organization, is that they have a lot of endgame content that like is still gated behind doing your dailies every day and right. doing certain tasks, like all that stuff. You still got to earn the vanilla way. Are they shortcutting any of that stuff? Like to earn rare stuff and, you know, burning Legion or whatever. Uh, I don't, well, I mean, I think you just, I think you, well, you'll just out gear that stuff because remember, <laughs> so this is what was so weird. I'm literally standing in 
uh, what do I want to say? Salazar. What's it called? Zanzibar. Salazar. What's the name? Zanzibar. Of the, what's the What's the troll city in BFA? <laughs> Can't think of oh, it. Oh, Zandalar. Uh, Zandalar. Zandalar. Yeah. I'm standing in Zandalar at level Zandalar. ten. Level mm, ten. Yeah. Like I used to be in. I wasn't even halfway through Duratar when I was level ten back in the old days, right? So this yeah. weird feeling of like, oh my gosh, I'm here in uh, Professor or. Uh, Professor. Professor. The lady, Talani. What's her name? <laughs> Princess Talanji. Yeah, Talanji. She's I like, always mix up princesses and professors too. Don't yeah, all the time. It. It's a real Basically thing. the same job. Yeah. <laughs> but she basically says, let's go do this thing. And I realize, oh, I'm starting the BFA campaign. It's it's just a very different approach. Now, if I go get a main like GURP, GURP's in modern day, wow, everything has already happened. Sylvanas is long gone. Bane Bloodhoof's in the in the in the hold and he's there to talk to me and he's basically the acting war chief and all that i don't know where thrall is but we're at the end story-wise gurp is hanging out at the end of what happened in bfa but any new characters or mid characters are sort of midway you, you just all two haven't played in a while they're all in this space where they can go now choose these other things or if they want to they can go through the entire thing old-fashioned way if they want to i don't know why you would that seems weird but you can. You can go start in the troll area as a troll and beat your way through that business and keep going or whatever. But it feels like they've just embraced this idea that that story continuity is never going to work unless you play this game with it, which is, hey, what if there's different timelines? And what if... And it's just not it's not doled out that way. I'm, I'm not disappointed because I, I understand why they would leave the original game that way. But I know leveling alts... Everything would be smooth up into 60, and I'd be ready to move on to Burning Legion. And I go into Burning Legion and be done by the time I get to Zangermarsh and ready to move on to Wrath already. Yeah. So, like, if, you, if this was your first time experiencing it, and you were like, I'm going to enjoy all the story and all the expansions, and who cares about current game, which is a feeling I had when I started. I wasn't in a rush to get to Burning Legion. I played Vanilla WoW. Mm-hmm. Um, it just kind of sucks to feel like, well, you step your put your foot in there, and it's done. I wonder how people will take it when they can just play like a sixth of the history. I'm I not think it's, it's reasonable to play all of it anyways, but you know, if they could truncate it so that it was a, well, remember you know, it's scaled. So if I jump out of, you know, I'd start at level 10 in, in Zandalar, but I'd leave and go do wrath until level 30. Then I come back to Zandalar. I'm right back where I was, but now I'm level 30 starting Zandalar and I have to talk and everything that's going to happen from here forward is level 30 scaled. So mm-hmm. in theory, you could go do everything in the game. You might hit 60 and it won't matter or 50 rather before this would matter. But if you wanted to, the whole world will scale with you. So you can mm-hmm. go do it all in order. If you really want to see it all, you could. So the reason I think it's better this way is because with just just the way they have adjusted the game and experience and and all of that, even if you tried to play this in a like a purist sense of like, I'm going to go through the vanilla zones, uh, you know, even though technically they're in cataclysm form now. um, And then once I, you know, once I would go to Burning Crusade, I'm going to go there and I'm going to go in order and I'm going to do every quest. You'll out level Burning Crusade content long before you threw all the quests. So you would then still have to be doing it for almost no benefit to, in order to play all of them. What this time walking does is it basically says, okay, we're going to put you in that expansion and that's going to take up your leveling experience. 
and you'll get to see the entire thing. So while you're not going to get every expansion doled out over those 50 levels, you will get an expansion that you can play through all of. Oh, so this is an important decision for a new player. Like, yeah, you don't, you don't, they, you got to recommend Wrath, right? Like, you, I mean, you I would the best that's, expansion. That's like, what I would so, do. Don't play personally. the others. <laughs> like, Miss, Miss Pandaria is rad too. I almost chose Miss because I love Miss. So I, I oh, actually good, think but, you know, one of my least one. favorite expansions is mm-hmm. probably the best choice. Oh, I think Warlords of Draenor, which is the bottom of my favorite expansion list. I do not like Warlords. I think it has the best leveling campaign. It had a really good campaign. I agree. I think it's really solid from the, like, right through the portal, dealing with Gul'dan, and you've got Cadgar blowing up dams and stuff, and it's just, it's oh, got yeah, a, good a good flow part. to it. Yeah. Like, and as the progr- much the as I hate Warlords, yeah. I think that leveling campaign is freaking solid. And I I disagree with Benjamin in the chat. The Garrison progression is great. It's Garrison Endgame and Warlords in general Endgame that's, that's bad. So yeah. if it were me, I loved everything about the leveling experience, including the Garrison parts of the leveling experience. I loved so I all that. I thought I was playing one of the best expansions. It's when you got done that you went, oh, we're just going to grind this for two years. Like yeah. that's when things got weird. So I agree. That's actually not a bad idea. It's also still really looks really good there. I still use a gun skin from that expansion that I'll never give up. I freaking love this gun. Yeah. And, and they have yet to make a better looking gun in the game. Even the best <laughs> dropped loot anywhere. And nothing mm. looks as cool as this gun that I got in a trash with the, the garrison trash tent thing, the goblin that gives you trash or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. The shitty yeah. gun with like got tape around it and it's, it's hard for me to explain. I'll show you a screenshot later. It's the best gun in the game. Hmm. And it's the only one I like out of the entirety of this thing. If I'm doing guns, there's plenty of bows. I like bows are fine. But anyway, the point is even if, but see, here's the thing, Bo. even if you wanted to, you hit that level 60, you can still go do all that other stuff. If all you want is story and get through those progressions, you're not going to get XP. You're not going to hmm. develop any of your skills because you've already done that. You basically capped out. But those worlds will 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 scale with you. So if what you're looking for is, well, I just don't want to do that. I want to do that area. I want to do Mists of Pandaria just to have experienced it. Mm-hmm. Even though I won't get an ounce of XP because I've already hit 50 and I'm waiting for Shadowlands, you can do it. You can totally do it. Okay. Well, I mean, that sounds good. And um, does your quest completion carry over into the real world? Or oh, yeah. Azeroth Prime? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. For sure. <laughs> Not real world, but you know, the, the, the prime Azeroth prime. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Then yeah. yeah. I mean, I think that sounds good. Like I, I just, uh, I wonder, you know, I ask for everything. So I'm just, yeah, they oh, basically you just questions. play all. So you play like, uh, my warrior goes to wrath of Lich King. Oh, I want to roll a mage. Let's send him to warlords of Draenor or whatever. So well, I think that makes least, sense. For that way, that way at least you're getting standpoint. progression, right? Cause if you don't, if yeah. you do it that way, you're saying it's, it's good all progression. Because if you're gonna see that exp- that that zone or that expansion, you may as well level a tune up while you're doing it, yeah. right? And Shadowlands is poised to be really good, so maybe if they're funneling people towards the expansion, that's what people should be doing these days in 2020 with World of Warcraft. Yeah, because like the best stuff is gonna be in the latest effort, right? So yeah, I'm just weirded um, out by how much I'm enjoying the pre patch. I didn't think I was gonna care as much as I'm liking it. So yeah. um absence makes the heart grow fonder. We've been playing a lot of other games and MMOs so. and just coming back. I I have a real I think I would skip playing Shadowlands, but I'm really curious about Torghast. 
Yeah, Torghast um, is interesting. Has Torghast anyone, sounds has, cool. Has anyone played? Has it been demoed? Uh, yeah, at I played, all it, I played yeah. it in the beta, and I know I'm going to like it. Um, but I stopped playing too much of the beta because I hate betas because I don't want to. I don't okay. want to waste all my time. That's in interesting. That's yeah. that's what'll get me is like if Torghast is good is a good time, mm-hmm. then I will play to play Torghast. What if Torghast they do is the as thing good as... you want it to do, where they right. overpower you in stupid ways while you're doing a run <laughs> yeah. through the game? I was going to say, it's very sudden, Hades that way. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's endless it's too, right? Like it's Hades. endless. It's endless. In theory. I mean, in theory, yeah. 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 Interesting. Well, I'm, I'm, you know, I kind of like the idea of single player instance content that is like, you know, um, you can improve. Like, the, what was that place in Suramar? Um, the crypt of the uh, oh elves. yeah where you would do your withered training oh your withered yeah army training. that was my favorite part of the whole expansion that that you know and it wasn't that, that great but i loved it you know and and so i hope well, they that do was more. like a I little tor- that, that was like a little mini uh roguelike as well wasn't it kind of mm-hmm. i mean they it's did like, it again with chromie later as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it's like a little blueprint for something they could do with the engine that's a completely other game just like arena is a completely different game than you know, PVE instancing, right? right? It's like these two games in a game. So if they want to make a third game, it's a single player roguelike. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of interested. So. Yeah, it looks great. It played great for when I played it, and it was early in the beta. They made a lot of changes since, but it's probably the thing I'm most excited about with the beta outside of this, this alternate character stuff. Um, but I'm going to play this Paladin all the way to 50 so I can get that experience, make, you know, see northrend again for the for, through fresh eyes i mean i can already tell you it doesn't look as good as the newer stuff i can tell you that like visually it's just it's yeah. older and and a little square and you know it's not some dated elements to the quest where mm-hmm. you're like you turn something in and then they send you exactly where you were standing and you're yeah. like wait a minute i was just there <laughs> yeah i thought we figured this out if if you need me to do two things in a place you tell me both things and i go there and do them both that might be why Warlords is actually a good call because it's I think they hit their stride with quest uh design. Um, but they also hadn't gotten too annoying yet with what World Quest turned into. So they were more like area quests, like you just sort of bump into, oh look, I can get fifty of these while I'm here, because there's just a random sort of happening thing, almost like in a, a world event. Mm-hmm. Those went away in favor of World Quest, but that was kind of the proto world quests and those are actually pretty good and they don't feel like you're repeating a lot of stuff it's just a i i think john's on to something there actually oh, there's some cool stuff in there i like d- doing my runs in Shatrath, and uh i like joining random parties in raid finder and running around in circles in the black rock pit yeah. <laughs> like you just run around in endless circles killing mobs and i wasn't even doing anything i was just hanging out sure yeah and by the way in the training exiles reach yeah they teach you uh how to type uh, to open trade chat, type anal and then shift click an ability. <laughs> yeah, you were talking I'm about sure all the essential parts of the WoW yeah. experience, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure every time I've logged into the past three years, the this game gets played in trade chat. They, well, yeah, someone briefly you have to know you how to, a, uh, to shift click blessed blade of the wind seeker singer, whatever it is. Yeah, well, Does well, that I mean, still get you banned, or is that 
Uh, the anal thing? I don't know if it does. No, but... no, no. The, the the Thunder Fury thing. Oh. No, I think you can still get it. Okay. No, no, I, no, I thought it, maybe I posting that stuff in trade chat was actually bannable, but I don't know. I'm getting my information know. from I, trade first chat. First thing so. I did when I logged in was <laughs> my first mistake. back in trade chat, and I left trade chat immediately. Never get your information about trade chat from trade chat. No. <laughs> it's funny how bad trade chat manages to be across all servers all the time. Like yeah. it's It's pretty bad. You know, it's like the sun's always going to be there, whether humanity exists or not. And I feel like when we die out, trade shall still be there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's true. It's uh, overall, though, pre-patch is neat. Um, <laughs> I mentioned we wouldn't talk a ton, but it's hard not to. It's If you're a WoW fan, it's exciting to see some big changes. So here they are. Shadowlands They're coming. is exciting. Shadowlands it's like has the best expansion, most hyped I've been for an expansion. Same. Um, I'm excited, too. The last one was, you know, more or less a big bummer although i enjoyed again i enjoyed the leveling that's where the strength of wow is for me anyway is when i level it's what they do afterward that either holds me or doesn't and the last expansion did not hold me in that way uh that i thought it would or i'd hoped it would legion did warlords didn't miss did like it's an every other kind of star trek problem right now with star trek movies um, the stuff we got into in the early days of the expansion was my favorite stuff. Yeah. Like remember, remember us just hanging out and raiding that Alliance town with mm-hmm. war mode on yeah. and just beating them up as they're trying to get their quests done. And then I finally played an Alliance character and realized that's like one of the first questing hubs. It was just yeah. a bunch of low level people. We were beating up. <laughs> awesome. Uh, yeah. It was great. It was great. We did that for like two, three days and, <laughs> and we couldn't get enough of it. And I, I loved yeah. doing that. Um, you know, war mode had a draw to it, I guess in those early days. And now it's like, I don't even think about war mode, but um, yeah, it'll be good to see. What's interesting is I think a couple of things got lifted from another game I'm playing, which I'll get to soon. But one of them was, I don't remember in any of wow's history where it's ever said, select somebody and then type slash bow or slash dance or slash something. The game has mm-hmm. never told me to do that. In Exile's Reach, it tells you to do that to the to, to the ogre guy, and I went, "Where have I seen this? Like just recently?" And I realized I had just done it in Final Fantasy fourteen. So I think they may have <laughs> taken a couple ideas. It's a dumb thing. It's just something I noticed because I've been playing that game, which I'll talk about here soon. And if you tuned in tonight, going, "Oh man, when's Scott going to talk about his experience in Final Fantasy fourteen? Don't worry, I have stuff to say. And so does John. He's played it as well. I want to bounce some things off of him. Because he got, I think, maybe further than I did, or I'm that I'm at. Which is level, I'm at I'm at level thirty. How far did you get? I think fifty. Okay, I, I got st- I got stuff to say about that game. We'll get to it though. Um, all right, a couple other things going on. Modern Warfare finally let you delete nearly a hundred gig from its install. That includes the That's camp- nice of it. <laughs> I know. The campaign and Warzone, basically, you just trim those out and it's about 100 gig, 75 to 100 gig worth of content uh, suddenly freed up on your hard drive. I like the new Modern Warfare. I don't like it enough that it feels like it needs its own hard drive to live. So I took it off because, my gosh, it's just too big. Uh, And the fact that it's still like 100 gig or whatever it is, 80 gig left after you take that 100 off. It's crazy. And their patches are like 40 gig. I mean, it's like that game doesn't even, that doesn't even believe in data caps. It doesn't think they exist. Cause how could you have a patch 
one week that's like, oh, a 50 gig patch. Don't worry about it. Just go ahead and download it. It's got to be all high res textures, right? Like that. I don't know what they're they doing. There's that much space with those super text. Like, because I know some games, they'll give you the option of downloading the upgraded textures because, God forbid, if you're not using it, why do you have it? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. But in this case, hmm. it's just the game and it's huge. And I uninstalled it because I'm tired of that. I even like the game and I'll, I like playing it once in a while, but I don't want to just keep 200 something plus gigs of. I mean, that thing's bigger than World of Warcraft. It's bigger than. I mean, it's just a shooter. What's it running? Like? <laughs> What's going it's on? Price's beard. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I just sunk like a billion hours into a four gig game. What do you need? Like, it's got endless dialogue. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I know 3D graphics need what it needs, but it just seems like a lot. It's that a lot. Like a lot. For what it is, it's a lot. I don't know if they just don't optimize or if it's just, I, there's something I don't know about. I, I don't know, but got rid of it for that reason. But you can do that now if you want to. If you played the campaign, you beat it, you don't want it anymore, or you don't like to play Warzone. Just take those out of there and you're left with the multiplayer, normal multiplayer with your skins and everything and you're good to go. Also, uh, Spider-Man Miles Morales coming to PlayStation 5 exclusively. Still a launch title, as far as I know. Has a cat in a backpack and you can pet it. It also helps you fight. Yep. Do you see this, John? I thought of you. Uh, Yeah, it's good. (laughs) I don't know. I have a cat. I don't really like cats, but... uh, I have one, and he's all right. Wait, you have a cat, but you don't like the cat? Well, he wasn't my cat. Oh. He joined with the rest of the family. You inherited this cat. Okay, I got it. He's an inherited cat. Um, Yeah, it's uh, it's actually pretty cute. You know, there's a little cat in the backpack. Spider-Man's doing all these flips. You know, try not to think about what that's doing to the cat in the backpack, but then the cat will occasionally jump out of the backpack and claw the villain, uh, and that's exciting. Yeah. you know, people like cats, it turns out. If you want somebody to pay attention to your game, put a cat in it. Yeah, cats, the internet. It's a, it's a thing. It's a known quantity. Matched, made in heaven. Yep. So I guess... Is, this, were, a, is, is this a big jump from the Spider-Man game? It looks really... Oh, yeah. looks really cool, and I didn't play the first one. I'm like, maybe I should play Spider-Man. Oh, that's You a should. Game. It's a it's very a good game. great game, yeah. I loved yeah. it. I loved, loved it. Uh, I'm gonna have to ask for my uh, PlayStation back. Who has it? <laughs> Mike, he's playing Rocksmith on it. Oh my god! Oh. <laughs> All right, time to give it back, Mike. <laughs> yeah, you got to play Spider Man. The, the The visual quality is definitely marked. It's it's a beautiful upgrade. Um, I mean, all that shiny light on him is basically ray tracing stuff going on and all that. But uh, yeah, if you want a cat in Spider Man, good news. Miles Morales has a cat. Uh, what else? First trailer for the Monster Hunter game, uh, movie arrived. You guys, did you guys see this? <laughs> no, because uh, I don't guess know. Who's starring I don't, in it? I don't play Monster Hunter. It's what's her guess, name? Guess which Cap, Cap Capcom superstar is in this? Lilu Multipass. <laughs> oh, the Fifth Element is in this movie. Yeah, the Fifth Element, yeah. the, the Multipass. She's in here, and it's uh, like what, what? How much money are they giving her? I've never seen an actor like stick to a franchise a flip. A crap franchise for so long, <laughs> like or maybe it's just me. It's just like, well, I think it was her husband that did those movies, right? Yeah, Paul oh, Thomas. Or well, not Paul Thomas. I'm sorry, W. S. Jovovich. I'm sorry. Yeah, they were married. Movies are great. I don't know if they're still married or not, and he didn't direct this, but this looks like one of those. Like it's one of those. This is film sack. Like Capcom called. They're like, listen, you're the only one that takes our calls. I like this article. 
that yeah. just says there are many elements from the game like a Rathalos and Diablos showing up in the trailer. It's yeah. just one of those things that if you're outside of the game, it's like listening to somebody talk about Pokemon and you don't know what Pokemon are. Yep. They're like, hey, this trailer's got a Rathalos in it. I'm sure that's extremely exciting to somebody. Yeah, I have no idea what that means. Yep. Uh, from what I can tell, here's why I have a problem with it. Oh, T.I.'s in it. <laughs> This that's not my problem. My problem is that this movie looks okay. It looks like what's happened is a bunch of military people have crossed over into another dimension. The monster hunter dimension. Yeah. And in this dimension, everyone's hunting monsters. So they have to learn how to monster hunt. And get giant they swords on their backs. Are they using weapons or are they using guns? Because I'm seeing a lot of guns in that early part of this. Early trailer. part is guns, but I think later here you see her with a big, like Final Fantasy VII ass looking sword. Okay, oh, well, I'm, li- okay. I'm listening. Yeah. Oh, uh, let me see if we can find it here. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for this to sort of finish. Itself. I see they also saw the film Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah, bit of that there. Yeah. Oh, she's double. She's got double. Um, some kind of cool. Uh, what do you call those? Uh, rogues use them daggers glaives war glaives (laughs) she's got daggers rogues love them yeah rogues love those daggers and uh, I think toward the end here she jumps up with a huge sword too big for her like a cloud sword she ha- is it in this scene? No, they cut it. It's not in here. I've seen some screenshots there was there was, a, there was a big sword it's very quick but it's in there yeah so that's a yeah. thing that's a deal Man, I, they must have got a deal on this desert though that's for sure yeah uh <laughs> Anyway, it's real dumb, and I can't wait. I'm actually kind of yeah. excited about it because it sounds it's, it's stupid. It's the kind of thing that, like, it's like based on the past pedigree. I don't know if Resident Evil movies are good. I don't think they're good. So based on the past pedigree, I'm like, <laughs> someone in chat was like, yeah, it's her husband directing this. And I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a pass. Is it, is it Paul W.S. Anderson back? No way. He makes terrible films. He made the Mortal Kombat movie, which is about the best thing he ever made. Uh, Hold on. We're going to look this up because now we must know. You know as far as video game movies go, you could do a lot worse than the first Mortal Kombat yeah. and the Resident Evil. I know. I mean, like, I might watch it, but, you know, I'm not, I, not I don't good. know. I, I'm not going to come to their defense. Yeah. I'm just going to say they're in a world where most of them are not even competent. Let me be polite at about least, it. They're movies. <laughs> Let me be polite about it, even though I really think the Resident Evil movies, like, stink really hard. <laughs> they're pretty but, bad. like, um, you know, maybe it's just not for me. That's all. Okay, okay. sure. That was very diplomatic. But. Just a confirmation. It is Paul W.S. Anderson. Uh, his her husband directing this. He did AVP. He did uh, a bunch of stuff. Oh, AVP. Um, I liked AVP. In Look, theory. I like. I think there's movies by Paul W.S. Anderson I like, but those yeah. movies you said are not good no they're not they're not <laughs> uh, let me just see here all right. by the way oh, he T. did Mortal Kombat as well That's yeah awesome. he did Mortal Kombat T.I. is in this you're right he plays Link so Nintendo okay. crossover con- confirmed he plays Link he uh, plays Link yeah that's so the name. Pandorum good Pandorum he did Pandorum yeah oh I Pandorum, love Pandorum I Pandorum's um, great space space madness man it's the best I haven't seen many of his movies, as it turns out. He directed Soldier with uh, Kurt Russell. Oh, we just saw that on Film Sack. It's, it's, <laughs> it's still kind of okay. It's all right. Yeah, all right. Uh, I don't remember it, so I can't say. Uh, Pandorum was cool. Uh, ben Foster was in that. Oh, man. And that Cam Gigabit. Gigabit. 
What's his name? Cam Gigabit. Yeah, I think for me, he's like one in 20 on movies I liked. I liked Pandorum. Yeah. I haven't seen Pompeii. It doesn't. Is that good? I don't know. I don't know either. Anyway, sorry. Um, I think I'm who directed who directed Event Horizon. That's, That's him. That's Paul him. W S Anderson. That's him. Well, why is it on his list? I don't know. They only here. put the bad movies on his list because that's a good movie. He did, yeah, because that's why I was like, Event Horizon's amazing. I thought that was yeah, Paul well, W S. I don't. Oh, there's some controversy with that movie though. Like they buried the original or something like that. Really? Are you looking at his producer credits, Bo? Because his director credits are different. Well, I, I'm on the Wikipedia page. It says filmography, film. And then I'm like, look, oh, there's Red Verizon. <laughs> yeah, if you click on director, his you, director. You, you, no, no, I was in the right place. The problem was, I think it was colored differently because I've already been to the Event Horizon Wikipedia page. Yeah. And it was, I just did. Yeah, that's the best excuse I have. It's a decent movie. Um, there's a, There's a scene in that movie where... Uh, who's the guy from Jurassic Park? Can't think of his name. Um, Sam Neill. Sam Neill's yeah. face is all cracked like a desert. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Scary. Isn't he missing his eyes? At one yeah, point? his eyes are gone. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude. Oh, that's what the deal was. There was an original print that was worse, but probably better, you know, but, you know, they make them cut awful things out of movies. Oh, and, yeah. And make them worse. Um, so there was talk about doing a director's cut of that, and apparently the... Footage was lost in storage somehow, but I think there's some controversy because someone might have done it on purpose or something. Lawrence Fishburne, mm-hmm. freaking Jason Isaacs. Yeah, that movie's cool. I'd I watch like that again. Movie. Yeah, it was all right. Anyway, anyway, trailers yeah. up. Go check it out. Monster Hunter, finally, the Japanese sensation with a slight fandom in the. In so, so it could be really good. It could because Event Horizon and Pandorum are like really strong favorites, and then the rest of it are like stinkers for the most part. So I don't know. Uh, also. If you're playing Animal Crossing and you wish you were playing uh, Among Us, the hot new sensation, apparently there is an easy way to create rules in Animal Crossing so that you're basically playing Among Us in Animal Crossing. What? Yep. What? So here's what you got to do. All right. Simple rule set. That <laughs> Among Us has got a very simple set of rules. It just works really well when it comes together. So Animal Crossing New Horizons players created a way to have their own murder mysteries play out on the Nintendo's small town simulator, says this article on GameSpot. A Redditor named Mick Mart Perez posted an image with this preferred rule set. Crewmates must complete their tasks, collect, collect every tape, sorry, type of fruit, and return to the base before imposters uh, kill them by hitting them with a tool. There are a few other important rules. Killed players must wear red shirts to show they are no longer participating. So you just keep one in your inventory. Emergency meetings can be called by returning to base and sending a message that says EM. A single area must be set up as a meeting area before you start to play. No communicating during the game except while in a meeting. So some of this stuff is, you know, you it's honor system. But you can create the exact same rule set as Among Us and play it in Animal Crossing with your friends. Can I just ask the obvious question? This seems like a lot of hoops to jump through and a lot of effort. Instead of just buying Among Us and playing Among Us, with yeah, people. or get the free version on your phone and play there or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I tend to I, agree. I tend to agree. But part of me loves that someone did this, John. Some some bunch of weirdos went. You know what we could do? We could replicate this experience in this game we're all playing. Something yeah. about that that I like. Okay. But five bucks is cheap. You're right. You're right. But maybe people are just like, 
maybe the game, the world to them is Animal Crossing. They don't want to leave. So make a new game in there, you know? The game is so big, now everybody's just saying, that's sus all the time to me. Like, it has become... It's become vocabulary at this point, which means it has transcended. Like, that's how you know a game has ascended. People just start using weird vocabulary they weren't using before. I still can't play it. It makes me feel bad when I play it. So, I don't play it. And I won't be playing it in Animal Crossing. Damn it. That's what I'm saying. That that's- sounds like somebody who's very sus would say. Did yes. I use that right? I don't know. Yeah. Did you? Is, is sus short for suspect or something yeah. else? Yeah. Yeah. Very suspect. Short for suspect. Okay. Very sus. Yeah. All right. This is all about, it's all about figuring out who's, who's being suspicious. Yeah. You know? Right. So okay. suspect, I'm mixing it up with another one that I have questions about. I don't know if I'm allowed to say it on the air. Though. What is it? You can say it. A oh, uh, dick and balls or whatever it is. <laughs> Dick and ball. Yeah. That, yeah. That's was, what you can't say. Can't say it on the internet. No, there's a game. You whipped out those dick and balls in the conversation. No, 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 like, there's, a, even- there's a popular Steam game called Dick Dick and Balls or something. No, uh, it's the term simp that's come around. Oh. I, I don't know that I like I get why you would associate because I often talk about these things, but no, I wasn't. I, my mind was on dick and balls. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hold on. Let me find this so you guys don't know I'm crazy or don't think I'm crazy. Man, there should be two private investigators. Like one guy's last name's Dick, the other guy's last name's Balls, and then or law firm like Dick and Balls Incorporated or something. That'd be great. Where is yeah. it? It's got a name. It's called. It dropped. Like John, off. It was uh, in the top John. ten. It was in the top ten for like two weeks, and it fell. It's called. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How many of those? Sorry, there was a joke I told myself. I didn't say it out loud, and it was very funny. Apparently, yeah. Okay, now I can't find it. It's fallen so far off the list. It was like, it's like cock and balls or dick and balls. <laughs> this is, I found the greatest Wikipedia page of all time. Well, it's not really a page. Never mind. Dick it's balls? a list of people with surname Dick. <laughs> <laughs> so everyone with the last name of Dick, and they're all listed on Wikipedia. Okay, yeah. congratulations, you've made the list. Alan Dick, Billy Dick. I am searching. Uh, I can't find it. Chat. What I found Christian Dick. No, <laughs> it's a real guy. Oh, uh, eighteen eighty-three to nineteen fifty-four Norwegian sailor. <laughs> oh, you know what? Some of these five hundred one titles are not showing up for me because this is a web search and I'm not logged in. Okay. Because it's kind of, you know, I, I suppose it's in their naughty category. <laughs> right. They're like, Scott Johnson decided to break bad today. Just start looking up dick and balls. Yeah. Dick and yeah, balls. yeah. Okay. So ball is a common last name. So we can make this firm. Like dick is a last name and ball is a last name. Are they so we just need the balls to be or are two- they detectives? I think both work, but I think we need two balls. Like we need like, we need Jason ball and like Daniel ball and they're the balls. And then, then, then you got the you got uh, Christian Dick, <laughs> Christian, and, <laughs> and then so is Dick and Balls uh, Incorporated. Someone out there knows this, it. and they're not saying in the chat, and it's annoying me because I know one of you knows this. But it's some mm-hmm. game that's a penis running around on screen doing stuff. It's like a Metroidvania, but you're a penis, and you're shooting down <laughs> vaginas and stuff. It's a real thing. Are you talking about Abadox? No, no. It's like it's like what I said. It's like. Something in balls. It might be <laughs> what 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 platform? Uh Steam's where I saw it. And it was number like three for weeks. It was like on the top sellers list. And it had balls in the name? Oh, it definitely had balls in it. You know what? Why don't I look at my phone? Because I am logged in there. Let me do that. 
Steam. Because this is going to drive me crazy. Until I yeah, I'm just I'm trying to open Steam, too, and I'm like, where's the... All right. Depends on your settings, obviously, because uh, it's just obvious. Um. <laughs> <laughs> is it called factory balls? No, balls. Balls. <laughs> balls. Just keep saying balls. Oh, it will what, about, what about... There's a game on Steam called, oh, you touched my balls? No! That's not it. <laughs> Wasn't that one? No. That's a real game. I'm not kidding. That, that exists. That is not it. It's... Worst uh, balls flirt, royale, flirt balls. No, Neo country balls, balls heroes. <laughs> Neo balls too. <laughs> uh, there's a battle balls. King no. of dragon balls. Did it get pulled? Flirt balls. It may have gotten pulled. Battle uh, balls. Papper balls. No, it's like uh, groove balls. These balls are all real games with an exclamation. These are all point Steam games. Found it. Found it. Five bar balls. It's called cockhead. There's no balls in it. <laughs> Oh, cockhead. I've seen that. Yeah. It's yeah, little, I saw that too. It's a little penis man <laughs> running around and you fight stuff and whatever. It's got like a really positive review thing. It's five bucks. It's like a platformer. And uh, oh, there's like KKK guys in this game. No, those are, are they? Well, are I just they? saw a picture and it looked like. Well, oh, he's going. Supposed to be... And a skeletal <laughs> Robocop man. And they're little sperm guys. <laughs> I think they're KKK members. Oh, they're sperm guys. Okay. <laughs> well. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, he runs around on his testicles and fights crime or whatever. Uh-huh. And he, and he shoots vaginas, which is not a great look. Um, no, I think these are KKK guys, Scott. I don't think these are sperm guys. Wait, which which picture are you looking at? This is the worst The radio. one with the KKK guys in it. Wait, I'm looking. Okay, that's a robot. Now I have to go back to these images. Are you doing video or image? a bunch of penises wearing white robes and hoods with torches. Oh, yeah, those are kind of... Okay, oh, oh yeah, yeah, those are definitely... Uh, yeah, they're, he's an anti-Nazi penis. He goes after the Nazis and the, and the racists. <laughs> oh, does he? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't he, know that this game was bringing us a positive message. Yeah, I'm. I just. It's probably like that. You know, South Park. Just really gross, dumb humor. I oh, assume. I'm sure it the is. Game called Cockhead, and you've got a picture of a seaman with smoking a cigar and having a gun and a knife. Yeah. <laughs> like it's. Uh, oh yeah, Ball of Duty's a better, a better name. Earlier, Pharrell in the chat. Uh, Ball of Duty's great. Name. I mean, but there are a the lot of games. In the description, makes me happy. Mm. Game have cartoon images of genitals, but they are used only as comic characters. Game have? Yeah. <laughs> Game have cartoon images of genitals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, well, the, you got to read the whole thing. Game does not have any sexual or erotic implication. Oh, because you said so, then that's true. Yeah. Game have cartoon images of genitals, but they are used only as comic characters. In our game, we do not hint, say, or show any sexual acts, penetrations, or other things with an erotic component. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the next bullet point means. I like how it's the, intriguing, they, but as we said, no more flash. So what awaits the player buying your game? What? What does that mean? I don't know what that means. I feel like you're you're installing Russian spyware. Don't install cockhead. Like just by reading it, we're installing it in our brains, yeah. so maybe we should stop. The player will be served with the richest hand-drawn art along with a classic platformer sauce. <laughs> seasoned with gorgeous pieces in the big band style. Yeah. You will like this game. We are sure of it. It will not be Rootkit. Don't worry about Rootkit. We'll not take we'll not take over computer and give us Bitcoin. Yeah, they've really messed this up though. Like part of the description is is thank you so much for that. Perhaps you'd like to say a few words on your own behalf? 
<laughs> what? <laughs> is, 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 is this a conversation? Like, <laughs> I don't know, dude. But I'm telling you right now, those are like. That is some weird. I, when stuff's written like that, I never trust it. It's not just simple mistranslation. Something's weird. Yeah, Something's surely. Weird. Anyone who doesn't like or just doesn't care about the story, please avoid buying or playing it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. If you don't like story, stay away from cockhead. <laughs> <laughs> These guys are on. Well, these guys are these guys are definitely cockheads for sure. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to play it, but I like storying games, so yeah, I guess do. I got to play it. And yeah. you like a good uh, dating simulator, so get in there. I do, yep. but this doesn't look. They're very clear on what this game does and does not contain. Yeah, Cockhead. Look, man, GameSpot's not covering this, so we have to, guys. I assume you can stream this on Twitch, or maybe you can't, because Twitch doesn't let you have wieners and stuff. Do yeah, they? I don't think they do. I'm going to push that boundary someday for all the people listening who are too scared to buy Kill the Kill IF. I do own it. and I, I do plan on streaming it and probably getting my channel banned. So join me for that. <laughs> Let me see if there's a category <clears throat> on Twitch right now. If I go C-O-C-K. Oh, yeah. Cockhead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's people playing it. There's a live channel right there. There's a penis fighting a giant slug. I mean... I assume they're still showing porn in the artifact channel, so they're probably fine. Yeah. Cockhead's probably fine. Switch so. has bigger fish to fry than Cockhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. And they're right. The chat room says you guys had talked about this more than the WoW stuff. Yeah, you're right. We probably did. I don't even know how we got here, but we did. Uh, how did we get here? Well, uh, you were saying you were, we were talking had- about Animal Crossing, New Horizons, <laughs> and the wholesome. Yeah coming together of people to play their favorite games and other games. Right. And then I was saying, I did it. Cause I just thought you said dick and balls. And then I got carried away. Oh, Oh, and then I went, Oh, there's a game called, yeah, yeah that's how, that's how, yeah, that's how we got there. Cuphead with wieners. That's a good way of putting it chat. All right. Um, now on to what I played. Did I play this? Oh, I didn't. So I did now. I played 30 levels so far of Final Fantasy XIV. Uh, you may have heard of it. It's an online game. In fact, it's really just mm. Final Fantasy Online, but it's Final Fantasy XIV Reborn, or Realm Reborn, although they don't call it that anymore because it's done, it's done being reborn. Um, a storied, fabled development, that game. Currently enjoying a big fan base. In fact, Nobody shows numbers anymore, but a lot of people think the numbers are higher than World of Warcraft. So uh, I think I get why. That game's great. That's a good game. Yeah. It's a real good game. It's got a great loop. It feels like a game that's learned a lot of lessons from other MMOs. It's got got some anime cheese in it, but it's the kind I kind of like because I don't have to directly involve myself in it. I just have to watch it and think it's weird. You know what I mean? It's hard to explain. Yeah. Um, and it gets better the further you get. Like you go from quests where no one, everyone mouths everything uh, in their cutscenes. Eventually you get to quests where everyone's voiced and the production value goes up ex- exponentially. It's like suddenly they got a bunch of money and started doing it right. Um, Which city did you start in? I started in Grandia, Grand Grand. Is yeah. that the foresty one? Yeah, foresty one. That's where so just you where get to put see, 
That's, you got to see the opening scene with the little Moogle that comes in just blowing Ugh. horns in people's faces uh, and then just steals that guy's alcohol for yeah, no good reason. Freaking Moogles, dude. That's the other thing. Those are shitty. I hate them. I can't stand them. But then I kind of like I kind of like them. Like, like the game is clearly, in a lot of ways, it does the fan service thing of just saying, hey, remember this music that's sort of kind of playing in the background that sort of reminds you of all the Final Fantasies ever? And Hey, remember these Moogle things that are from old stuff? Chocobos, everybody. How do you feel about Chocobos? Like, all of that stuff's happening. So you're getting your Final Fantasy sort of, even your nostalgia, even if you never really played those games, you know what all this stuff is. But the actual game loop is what's grabbed me. Um, They just, I don't know. Like, there's something about, something is really driving me to to quest and to get stuff done and to try stuff and... It's not tangible because I think on paper, it doesn't sound good. Like on paper, if you were trying to describe what this game does, you'd kind of be describing vanilla. Wow. Yeah. In ways. You're like, well, they give you quests and you go do them. (laughs) And you'd be like, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. And (laughs) you get experience and you level up. Okay. And it's a fascinating world. Gridania. Great. <laughs> Sorry, Gridania. So it, it's one of those things where there, there's something about this MMO that it, it feels very antiquated, but mm-hmm. at the same time, it, it feels antiquated when you think about it, not when you're actually playing it. Right. When you're playing it, you're just like, oh, this is fun. I'm having a good time. I'm loving what I'm doing. I'm, I'm playing a damn MMO and I'm feeling good about it. Yeah. But then you think back to it, you think back to what you were doing and you're like, I was just doing MMO stuff. I was killing five whatever's. whatever's. Yeah. Frogs. Like five, five treants or frogs or whatever. Yeah. Like it does it. And, but for some reason it felt very satisfying in that game. And they give you just enough story peppered in to, to keep you going. Yeah. Um, I as as we talked about when I got into it, I didn't make it to the stuff where people go, "Oh my gosh, this is when the real game kicks in." Scott, you're still not there yet either. Right. But even in that early stuff, the Realm Reborn stuff, like there's something to it. There's something to it that's just real good. Yeah, I can't explain it. I like how it looks. I like how it feels. Um, like graphically, it's very nice. Uh, I don't know. I don't know why I like it. I like it though. I like it quite a bit. I'm actually really torn right now between that and playing this early wow content i mean shadowlands will suck me in pretty much completely until i'm i've had my way with it but um this is a great stand-in and this stuff by the way if you own the game is free till 60 now so you don't have to pay anything uh until you get there and i think there's where it starts with the heavensward stuff right or somewhere yeah. maybe it's 50 whatever it is and yeah, apparently, somewhere in there. Or Heaven's Sword, Heaven's Sword, or Heaven's Word, Heaven's Word, Heaven's Heaven's Ward, Ward. Like moving. Where are you going? I'm pointing Heaven's Word like that. Heaven's Word. Uh, mm-hmm. It's dumber. Everybody than has you a strangely British accent in that game. E- yeah, like it's again, and I think you'll, Bo, you'll key on on this. I think it's that Japanese version of fantasy, as opposed to Western RPG tropes. So it feels like. You know, it's their take on elves. It's their take on what big buff dudes are, or it's their take on, you know, tropes like dragons and whatever. It's just different. It's just, it's Final Fantasy. And it's, and it's clearly that. 
and they don't shy away from it. And it's okay. And it's developed by Japanese people. And the guy in charge of it is, is a Japanese guy and has to tra- everyone has to translate everything he ever says to anybody. Cause no one knows what he's saying. Like it's, it's a Japanese product. And it, that, I think that both lends some legitimacy to the kind of experience it is, but also it's like John keeps trying to describe, it's hard to describe why, but something about it feels good minute to minute. Like mm. when I am in playing that game, something feels good. And it's not just the combat. The combat, if anything, is it's just wow combat. It's, you know, a set of numbers and you have cooldowns and hit the ones when they're, you know, up. And, you know, it's just one of it's one of those again. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, it just feels good. And everything between feels good. And I can't wait to go talk to these people. And if they're getting too wordy, and some of them do get a little too wordy, lots of text. Just click, click, click. Who cares? Get done. Go do the next quest. Like it's, mm. it's not something where you feel like you have to hang on everybody's words. And I guess later it's all lots of, of uh, pre-rendered, not pre-rendered, but you know, cut scenes with like spoken dialogue and all that, that are really interesting, great villains, great heroes, that sort of stuff. And I'm really enjoying it. I don't know why I'm enjoying it so much, but I'm enjoying it. And yes, and English actors, they have English actors and all that stuff. There are Japanese people talking. Mm. So you got into, uh, Ifrit yet? The Ifrit fight? Uh, I'm trying to remember the Ifrit fight. Is it the blonde guy that's angsty? Uh, no, it's a dungeon where you fight a giant fire monster. It's no. just one boss fight dungeon. Haven't done that yet. Okay, so it's funny that you're not there yet, but I'm happy to hear that you still like it this much. That was the moment for me where I was like, oh, this game could potentially be really cool, uh, which was just doing my quest thing and all of a sudden I got kidnapped and I got locked in a so it's it's actually really weird to think of it from a World of Warcraft perspective because we're so used to you have to or it's optional to go do group content. Right. This game doesn't do that. When you get to a dungeon, this game goes, if you want to see the story, go to the dungeon. Yeah. And and it'll let you queue like with that. other people you don't know. So it's not like you have to have to find people who are willing to go with you. You can just get in there. But yeah, you're right. And again, the community's great. Community, I've they've been amazing. Like everybody I've run anything with has been super cool. Yeah. But uh but yeah, they make you go and do stuff. And uh when you get to this part, you get basically captured. And when you wake up from being knocked out, you're in just a just a one room cave and the dungeon entrance is right there. Mm. And I sat there and I thought, am I locked into this room until I run this dungeon? Did they just lock my character in a closet and go, Mm. you gotta go do the dungeon. Yeah. If you want to get out of here, you better go run this raid. And it's really weird. I was very tempted to do that game's equivalent of Hearthing to see if I could get out of there, if there was another option. But then I didn't know how to get back because I don't, I didn't know where I was because I got abducted. Sure. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I don't know what to do. I guess I'll just do this raid (laughs) and went and ran it. And it was really, really cool. Uh, People are saying there's a way out. I didn't see it. I wasn't paying enough attention, I guess. I thought I was kind of like that. You ended up running it though. I like that. You did the thing the game wanted you to do. Like it and has a that way. That was a crazy cool moment. That was very big, very cinematic, and I it made me just like pump my fist. I was like, "Yes, we're gonna do this. This is amazing. I can't believe what we're about to do." Someone in the so. chat room said it really well a second ago. They said, 
Oh, where they? I don't know who said it. I want to give credit, and I can't find it. But it basically says this is not an MMORPG; it is an RPG MMO, which is an interesting way to look at it. Like, and even if you don't like Japanese RPG tropes from your JRPGs of the past or whatever, or you don't like the angsty, cheesy acting or whatever it is, um, it does seem to want to put that first. But then you're happy to be playing it too. Like, it's hard for me to explain, but I really like it. I think I'm going to keep going. I'm, I'm at least going to, to hmm. 60 where you can play until you're, you know, you don't have to pay a dime till then. Um, uh, Allura said it really well too. This is a story where you not thrall are the hero. And right. yeah, this game does a very good job of going. It's not about these other characters in the world. Like you're the character you are and you're very important, not just to the world, but to the people you're interacting with. Yeah. And it feels like it. It's also a lot of cool steampunk crap in there. A lot of Star Wars-y type, type stuff. Um, I, I know they have, guest dire- they have guest directors come in uh, most recently, and I've been playing that too, but most recently they had the the, the lead or the game director on um, Near Automata come in and do a whole raid. And that raid drops gear that looks like the Near Automata stuff. So other games get their stuff in there. I saw somebody driving around in a car that came out of uh, final fantasy 15. So it was his mount. I don't know how we got it, but it's whatever it has no problem kind of having fun in that way as, as well. But it, in a weird way, it takes itself seriously. In other ways, it's very lighthearted and I will, I will echo what John says about the community. I was in just some random, they call them duties. Basically they're instances. Um, tries call to create, them duties. Yeah. D U T Y. <laughs> so duty complete. And you can get out of it. It's very, oh. it's just a totally weird approach, but, um, but I'm in my, very, I'm in my, yes, I was in my very first one with a bunch of people I didn't know. And when we, when it got done, all of them were like, thanks for the group guys. Hey, that was awesome. Well done. Good job, everybody. And I'm like level eight then or something. And it was just a really, that was nice. Cause I don't get that anymore in any MMOs ever anywhere. I've heard that FF 14 is pretty, pretty polite. Nice. Yeah. I don't know what causes a culture to do that. I don't get it. It's maybe it's I think, the movies. I think it's appealing to certain type of person in a Western audience, yeah. and they're all together, so they're among friends, probably. It's this, it's all the Moogles. They're bringing the mail. The Moogles are the mail too, so they bring you mail shit. I don't yeah. mean the mail. I mean like mail postage. Sorry. Not is there is there open world PvP in this or no? There's PvP, but I've not touched any of it, so I couldn't tell you. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about the PvP. I mean, the yeah. game system is also dictated because I'm just like, my MMO experience has been Black Desert Online. It's a right. wasteland of terrible incels, <laughs> basically. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's okay. That, I mean, it I, looks good, but am I missing out on anything? I guess is my question. I mean, I don't know. I didn't know if I was either. And I just, I'd already owned it and just didn't, hadn't done it. And I just thought, well, why don't I just try this and give it a shot? Actually, Bo, I have a code. Oh, no, 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 no. Don't. If it's a code for Final Fantasy XIV, just yeah. keep it. <laughs> I should give it to you. You should try it. No, no, I, I can't. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I, I have to be very careful about starting an MMO right now. It's yeah, not MMO a good idea. MMO is probably the more, Yeah, it's a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I mean, I'm reserving space on my shelf for Torghast. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I can't. Black Desert nearly killed me. Oh, yeah. That's right. I forgot you were just coming <laughs> off of that. Speaking of. Well, I've been playing Hades, so. but like I did a long stint. I did a pretty hardcore stint in Black Desert for a while, and 
Yeah, it's um, kind of nice to get your life back a little bit when you're when you're off of an MMO being yeah. obsessed with it. And well, that actually I, I have a hard time with moderation. So. That actually convinces me that you might like this more than you think, because if you liked Black Desert, there are definitely some tonal similarities to it. Yeah, the tonal is the thing that I, um, I have a hard time going back to right now is the combat in Black Desert is good. Like yeah. it's not targeting. It's it's, yeah. you know, actual fighting. And that feels I want that for, if from an MMO I play, I kind of I'm desirous of that. So if anything, Elder Scrolls seems like the pick uh, if I was to go well, for a mainstream MMO. To funny, to. funny you brought that up because I went ahead and played some of that yesterday, too, because I've been like, all right, well, all three. Let's give all three of these a spin. We got a little pre-patch time, we got a little little Final Fantasy 14 time, a whole bunch of time. And then I thought, well, let's hop in here. And I hadn't I haven't bought Graymore, so I don't have the latest stuff. But I went in there just with a character. And that game's still great, too. It's a great time for MMOs. It really is. Like oh, WoW, yeah. WoW's got like decent competition and there's compelling reasons for to be into most of those games. And then there's a ton of other also rands that you could get into if you wanted to. Like everyone always wants to say, ah, we're done with MMOs. That time has come and gone. I'm not so sure. That stuff's everywhere. And yeah. people are finding their way in whatever they like. So it's a good time to be a, a, a fan. Um, anyway, so that's what I did. John, more Hades. How'd that go for you? Great. Yeah. Uh, I think I've beaten the game about 23 times now mm-hmm. is the last count that I saw. Uh, 23 successful escapes from the underworld. And uh, I've been unlocking the fourth aspect of most of the weapons. And, you know, the game gives you lots of little cool things to set as goals, whether that's getting the fourth aspects, whether that's just getting materials to level up your weapons or you know, power yourself up some more for future runs. Uh, there's a whole thing called the Pact of Punishment, which is changing your difficulty level and finding ways to increase it. So I think I'm up to level six or seven on my Pact of Punishment for certain weapons getting out of uh, the dungeon. I'm trying to make my way towards the true ending to the game. So the game has three endings. There's what you learn the first time you make it out successfully. There's the after, I don't know how many escapes it is, but there is an event that lets you see credits. And then apparently there is a true ending that happens if you meet certain conditions thereafter. Uh, The game just put in in a patch post that kind of a little prophecy on your prophecy table that hints at what you need to do to make that final ending happen. So I'm working towards that. I'm uh, building my relationships with people. I'm only just now unlocking summons, which is a whole thing where you can summon in allies to come in and help you in fights. And I've gotten about three of those and those are all very different. So it's crazy. I mean, it's still, it's still nuts how much stuff I feel like I'm unlocking and finding in that game. Um, I just read this week uh, article about how people are speed running it and completing runs in about eight minutes to get through all of it yeah and i thought <clears throat> well let's see what they're doing and it's of course using a powered up version of a weapon that i never use so <laughs> i was like well maybe i'll try it maybe i'll give it a go and see how it how it does and um Which i weapon? am getting yeah. uh so the the secret the way speedrunners are doing it is they have fully powered the version of the rail gun where if you stand in the explosion, you get a damage boost. Oh, yeah, that's, so, that's the one I use. That's good. So at a maximum upgrade, 
you do 75% more damage if you stand in it. And then they take abilities where you have dash abilities that either is Zeus's lightning or Poseidon's uh, wall crash, and you boost those way up. And they basically go in a room, they shoot it at the enemies, they stand in it, and then they dash around a bunch and kill everything almost immediately. So wow. I'm I'm looking forward to experimenting with that. It turns out all those weapons can get pretty overpowered if you max them out. Um, I wasted a ton of uh the titan bloods or whatever the currency is because of freaking skelly he played a trick on me and he made me spend a bunch of bloods that i didn't oh, mean to well for his quest did he do this to you where he yeah, told so, you so i've also completed the game although i don't think i did because of the way the game is unfolding i don't really feel like i've finished it but um the uh yes he has this quest get a max level of the first tier of the sword right yeah and And then then it's like smack him and i'm like yeah so the thing that i wasn't obvious is that the upgrades for that one only costed one blood per upgrade whereas for the other weapons it goes one two three four so you end up spending a ton of the titan bloods on it yeah interesting but um yeah i did that as well and (laughs) and then he just comes right back and is like Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> but it's, it's very dramatic. When you play it and you, he's just very sad and like, please free me. And you've been beating him up for like two weeks solid. You're like, okay, let's let this guy go. for, And then he trolls you. He's like, no, I love getting beat up. That's what I do, boyo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. so is there an upper limit it, to stuff? Like, is there any kind of ceiling to all this progression in the game? Well, we basically have torment levels, except they do it in a really unique way rather than just increase power mm-hmm. it in, it's just like modify it's mutators so like guys now have extra abilities um guys have more health and you just pick your poison but as you crank up the heat level it's like you know your your greater rift levels like you can go all the way up to like 59 and i think you're meant to because mm-hmm. as i increase the heat level there's new story happening like not just new dialogue from the guy People are posed in scenes in rooms I haven't seen before during the campaign doing shit. And I'm like, I'm not going to be out of this game for a while. Like, (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So it's, I'm at, I'm at heat level. I think the highest I've cleared is three. So I've got, I don't know when they're going to end the story on heat levels, but it can go up to, I think, as high as 59. Yeah. So I don't, feels like this game is ripe for like, DLC at some point. Yeah, and it's per weapon. So I have like, you know, two on most of my weapons for heat level now. Yeah. It's it's crazy the level of depth in this. And even just the things the game recognizes. I did one run where I didn't find a Daedalus hammer. Usually you will in the first or second uh zone or yeah. fairly quickly you'll find Pretty one. Quick, yeah. And I got to Meg and she's like, Your weapon looks a little rusty. What, you didn't find a Daedalus hammer this go around? And I was like, <laughs> oh. Why is she talking to me about this? That's like, the thing yes, about I'm this game. Yeah. It's like something will happen, yeah. something will happen, and the game will comment on it as if it knows what's in your head. Yep. I the number of times I even had we even clipped it out. I gotta go get it. The, a character be like, I'll be like, man, that sucks. And then the character be like, man, that sucks. And I'll be like, stop it out of my head. Damn game. I've never had a game do that so much, so consistently and react so much to all the events in the game in full production value the way it is. It's, I love it. Who, uh, I want to know who plays Haiti or Meg, sorry, in the, in that game, because 
I I I hate I want to hate make out with her. <laughs> wow. Whoa. That's a well, description. That's, that's that's you get to do that in the game. There's, there's a romance yeah. option for oh, there her. Is? Jeez. Yeah, I yeah. I romanced Meg. It happened. Yeah. All right. Because I think she's pisser. your only romance option. I think the other ones just help you with their little problems. It just I don't know. Thanatos is getting pretty well, hot and heavy Thanatos. as I've yeah. I've raised his level up, but uh, he's he's getting pretty flirty. Maybe you and uh, voices Avalon Penrose is the name. That's the name of the the actor. Yeah, <laughs> who's really Avalon Penrose? Well, a Avalon lot of them are actually from, people who work on the game too. Yeah, she's, so she she, she works at Supergiant. She has an amazing voice for that character. I do not want her to feel uncomfortable because I know she's a real person. But the character in the <laughs> game, I'm supposed to hate Meg and kill her, right? Beat her, but I kind of uh, so, want. Yeah, beat I think her. I found her Insta. If you want to, like, oh God, I said Insta. God help me. Uh, but there you go. Let's see who that is. Oh, yeah, there so, she is. She seems nice. She's in front nuts. of a guitar a lot for some reason. I don't know why. Anyway. I they just can't. put the microphone really close to her when she was recording yeah. her lines. That's, it's a lot of, like, it's a here, lot of ASMR stuff. Right here. Okay, oh, yeah, sure they here? They, yeah. I see. Hello, Zagreus. Yes, you've come back. We, why? why are we you meet here? again. That must have been on purpose, that stuff, you know? Yeah. Oh, stop making voice sounds <laughs> over the microphone. Gross. Uh, all right. Well, that I mean, the rest of the world's doing it. There's like five thousand yeah. people on Twitch right now in their microphones, going, "Listen to this." Oh, jeez. Yeah. And that's no, why we're not wrong. listening to them. And thankfully, all of you here listening to us now as well. Whatever ASMR. Oh, it's uh. Sorry, it's not on my list. I don't want to, if we want to keep talking about Hades, I, I, Bo needs to talk about it. But just FYI, I did play more Star Wars Squadrons. Oh, how, more than how, just the how tutorial. was it? Yeah, how do you like it? It's good. Um, it's the biggest problem I have, and I said it while I was streaming some of it, is I felt a little like I was playing Anthem. Okay. When I'm playing the game part, I feel very good about it. I like flying around. I like shooting. The graphics look good. Um, it's it's scratching that itch. When I'm outside of it, they definitely think I'm more interested in talking to all these people than I'm actually interested in talking to all these people. Mm. And it seems like that's optional, but it's just a lot of like, and you're just in one place because it's a VR game as well. Yeah. So all of a sudden someone will come up to you and they'll just be like, Hey there, my name's Gunny and I look like a burnt raisin and I'm an alien and I want to tell you about my dog and I'm going to talk about some other stuff. Anyway, it's crazy. We're going to go fight the empire, right? Yep. Those guys suck. And it just goes and goes and goes. And it's like, man, you guys think I'm way more interested in this than I actually am. And I'm into star Wars. And even I'm sitting there going like, why do I care about this? Put me in the ship. And let me go do the stuff. Yeah. Just let me get in there. Yeah, I've heard but similar stuff before. Gameplay wise, it's there. And considering I suspect that the campaign is only a minor part of this game and it's mostly about getting in and doing the big multiplayer fights, whether you're doing that alone or, you know, online, I, I think it's fine. Okay. Well, a rousing review from Sean. <laughs> I think it's fine. With John Jagger. Yeah. The gameplay is really good. The The stuff that needed to be good is is good. Okay. Okay. Put that on the box. The it's periphery. Okay. 
maybe leaves a little bit to be desired. The stuff that needed to be good is good. John Jagger, GameSpot. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, all right. Well, fair enough. Let's do this now. We got a, a mashup. Oh, Bo, any other thoughts about uh, Hades, which I know you've been playing? Any he experience? went on an adventure, man. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, we, because we've been talking week over week about my, like, hey, man, like, I've gone through some mental health distress and, you know, I got to stay away from games. And I'm just like, I am completely all the way in the bucket, so to speak. I'm, I've been playing a lot of video games. I've played a lot of Hades specifically. Now, would you say, um, just for the sake of that dude who's mad at me because he thinks I'm an enabler, would you say that that is it is the fart fart fart? It is the fault of this show or the fault of no. John or myself that you have okay. Del- John said, in. "Bo, don't play this game. It's it's the, your perfect kind of game." Crofton yeah. said, "Bo, don't play this game. It's your perfect kind of game." Scott said, "Yo, I think you'd like it." And just like. <laughs> 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 uh, but Scott's being honest too. He's not trying to encourage me. We do reviews of games. Like, I'm, were we never going to talk about a, how a game is good or not? Right. Do this thing. Like, come on. I got to, you know, do that. So I tried it. I didn't have to, but it seemed good and it was way better than I expected. Also, I've owned it for the past year. So it was nothing. Yeah. You already. It's not like I went out and had to buy it. It's just like, let me install and see what's up with this thing finally. I have yet to play Disco Elysium, but I bought that like almost a year ago as well. So, oh, you should um, play Disco Elysium. He'll now. love that. Anyway. That's so up. I know. Mind. I got a big list, and I'm taking my time. So right now, I'm I'm sort of doing my binge, and as soon as uh, I'm ready to come up for air, I'm going to do that and probably take a break from a game till whatever was next, which I think is Cyberpunk. Honestly, cyberpunk, right? No, yeah. Cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because what else is there between now and then? That's Hades I mean, is a modern classic, dude. Like it's it's uh, great. The, the Diablo two of what it is, if that makes any sense. Like I don't think it's going to be mainstream success, but for a rogue light, it oh, is for what the, it is. It's already it is the I mean, it is the pinnacle and perfection of what a what a, a rogue an action rogue like would be. It's FTL is a different thing. But if you're playing with a controller and you want thumb candy and you want replayability, you, this is the game. Yeah, it's point. a bar raiser, man. And I would call it it's inching into the kind of mainstream success you'd see from bigger games. But um, yeah. yeah, I'm not saying that they're like niche, but like people aren't, you know, they talk about Blizzard. They talk about whatever. No one's like super giant games, but it is getting a lot of attention and they always do. But just not, you know, yeah, there's a difference. Right? I checked the Nintendo store studio. the other day or the Nintendo digital store the other day. Number one on their sales charts. Like that thing is killing it over there too. Even Jason Schreer was like, "Don't play Hades unless all you want to do is think about Hades." Yeah, because Hades <laughs> is great. And I'm like, "That's nailed it!" Like, <laughs> it's a good game. And the thing with it is, it feels bar raisy, and that everyone else who wants to make a game like this moving forward has something to compare <laughs> compare themselves against, and that's both good and bad. Like games in current development that are any early access or otherwise, like. Uh, you know, uh, Rogue Legacy 2, which is as such an amazing, yeah. uh, you know, that that was it of its time. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I said that about Rogue Legacy at the time. I thought nobody will be able to outdo this. Yeah. Since then, people have. And now as a result, Rogue Legacy 2, I'm like, well, it's, it's like, it's eh, good. It's okay. It's just, well, it's more of the first one, really. And that's okay. I mean, they may, maybe this will motivate them to just go bananas with it. And it'll be a billion times better by the time it comes out. But I don't know. I feel like Hades again, new standard. So everybody get your shit together and try to compete with Hades now. Um, all right. Uh, I'm gonna the play. art is so beautiful too. Just one more comment about the art. Oh, it's gorgeous. Bu- buying the unlocks to make your place Hades home, House mm-hmm. of Hades, prettier is 
actually reward. It's some of the best cosmetic upgrades I've ever bought for free with in-game currency, but I love them. Yeah. yeah it's it's great. Did you fun. see they added a bunch of them too in this last patch? Yeah. That yeah. are ridiculously expensive where you just change the entire theme of it to yeah. where instead of, you know, they call it the Zagreus theme is what we have by default, but you can make oh, it. Oh, I saw them, but I didn't. I meant to look at what they looked like because they're asking. It's like 5,000 gemstones for one. Yeah, I haven't been able to buy one yet. I don't have that much money. Yeah. But it, that they know what people crave, so that's smart for them to be doing that. Um, I, I forgot to tell you guys this quick story about it. I got into Hades, whatever it was, some time ago, and unlocked the final weapon. I'm way behind you guys in terms of how far I've been, but I had enough. I had enough keys to get the the gun, and mm-hmm. that was going to do it. I have everything, so uh, sweet. I'm going to go buy this gun. I'm just going to quit after I get the gun because I got some stuff to do. So I'm going to quit here. So I get the gun and I quit and I didn't quit for like five, six minutes. And I, when I quit, it said, Hey, your last save was a couple of minutes ago. And I'm like, Oh, that's cool. I've been standing here for five ever since I bought that gun. I've killed the skeleton twice with it. Just screwing around with it. I'm good. I got out, got in the next time to play. And I'm like, well, I got all these extra keys. I should spend these. I'm going to go spend these. So I went and spent them on a bunch of stuff and then went outside and went, the gun's not unlocked. It didn't yeah. save. Yeah. If you want to save, you got to walk back and forth between your bedroom. Sorry. <laughs> Dumbass. That was totally an accident. That was totally an accident. I did not mean to push that. But that was Just perfect. kidding. No, no, there's a little save icon on the top right. And yeah. when you walk in and out, it'll say, it'll show you the save. So if you, if you do want to, it's happened to me. Except I didn't make the mistake you did. But I came back and I was like, I thought I unlocked all this stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't save. So if you buy all your yeah. shit and then leave, it doesn't save. So you have to move back to the bedroom, then back into the room and then log off. I should have done it. Pro I'm tip so from a guy who's played a hundred hours, in two weeks. So I ended up buying it again. Just, you know, I went back and earned it again and it was not that big a deal, but it still annoyed me that I did that. that was I stupid. want you to start playing it more. Cause I, I want to talk strategy. I've had like a 500 page conversation <laughs> on Slack with Crofton about it because he can't beat it. Yeah. He's played. He's he's done a lot of runs and he still hasn't beat he's it. I'm like it. on seven or eight kills or ten or whatever, and I'm just like, man, you're not good at this game. Well, he knows. You? He knows it's not a pocket uh, pickpocket simulator, right? He can't just run around and get gold out of pockets while he's supposed to be fighting. Yeah, yeah. Stuff. he has to do things like get defenses. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's not all about attack damage. Kyle Ferguson said one of the wisest things is that you know staying alive means more damage. Yeah. It's all like defending yourself is a DPS increase because you you live longer to dish out more. Damage. That is some Kyle, like, oh, that's Kyle wisdom right there. Yeah, I mm-hmm. love when Kyle talks like that. It's great. Yeah. Um. All right. I'm gonna play a mashup. Uh, Jamie put this together. He's been very excited for us to play this. So apparently, there's some real goodness in here. Uh, the name of this mashup is called Danger Zone. And uh, oh no, what I don't know what it now? is. I don't remember talking about Danger Zone. So we're gonna find out now. With this, I like to watch Bo log off. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it sounded just sounded dirty. Oh shit! <laughs> I guess if you tap me with something, it's fine. We're human. Just you know, <laughs> as long as it stops there. If it turns into anything worse, it's good. <laughs> 
I'd be okay with a divot over this. Like a fleshy divot instead of a freaking hot pink. <laughs> Look, <laughs> it worked for Cindy Crawford, man. I say own it. Oh, I remember you, Ranger. You made me feel like shit last time we were. <laughs> I'm not going after Satan's spaghetti or whatever his name is. What is it? <laughs> Satan Slurpee. <laughs> is that a, that's, that's that Eminem song he named himself after, Yeah, I'm right? going after Satan's spaghetti. I got it. John in the middle, on his back, looking up. Bo, okay. fetal <laughs> position. He's on this side, aiming at the wall. Fetal position for me, aiming at the wall. What was his name? Raymond or Rim Job? Something like that. Barry. Whoa. <laughs> what is it? Ri- 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 ribbon. Rye. Ri- Carvin. Keevan. Carvin. Kevin. I don't know what it is. Carvin the Wonder Twin. <laughs> you, you have to call, call three him time. three times, yeah, to get him to yeah. answer. Yeah. And each time he goes, brr, as he looks down. <laughs> Oh man, Mario got me again. Time to change up my fight here. And now my tail. And then when he whip. finally answers the phone, he goes, burr, burr. <laughs> I might have to take back my thoughts on the fist. That run no, was. You heard good. It here first. I still John, like the spear. John likes uh, fisting, is what he's saying. But you bend over and you get full coin slot. I mean, isn't that a pants issue, too, if it's full coin slot? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're getting full coin slot, it's. Full, I, I imagine full coin slot is maybe like a good 25% of the buttock. Yep. Worst. Why am I between two buns? If you guys get gas, I'm in the danger zone. <laughs> I got cannons aimed from both directions. I can't turn anywhere. I don't like them. For some reason, I just see you sitting motionless, staring at that thing. <laughs> repeating some kind of mantra in your head to, like, help you deal okay. with this situation. Okay. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah, I like this, like, uh, Overwatch remix thing he's got in the face. Like, yeah, it's cool. pretty good. Yeah, that's really awesome. Yeah, he actually reached out and said, hey, Bo, do you got any music that's good for this? I'm like, yeah, here, check it out my SoundCloud page. He's like, no, this is all not good. Yeah, I'm not going to use and this. Then, <laughs> he went to do something else. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's about right. Uh, Jamie's the best. Jamie, thank you. I think he's in the chat. Uh, but if not, uh, you can follow him on Twitter at TMS Mashups. He makes great uh, stuff from shows, and this is no exception. So well done. Good stuff as always. All right, that's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all for listening to us. Hanging out, being here, being a part of the show. Uh, we're back every Wednesday, usually right around 5 p.m. Mountain Time. And uh, we'd love to have you here live at frogpants.tv. If you can't make it, the podcast is totally fine, too. So go check us out there. You can find all the details at frogpants.com slash core or wherever you get your podcasts. Even Amazon has a directory now. So you can go use them if you want. I don't know why you would, but maybe you would. It's fine if you do. Uh, you can support us at patreon.com slash core show. Huge thanks to everyone who does. We're halfway through the month till time, still time to get in there and uh, get some stuff going for yourself so that you can get bonus content each and every week, plus extra stuff during the month. So go check it out. That's patreon.com slash core show. You can find John on Twitter, John underscore Jagger. I'm at Scott Johnson. Uh, Bo's at Bo Schwartz, and the show is at Core Pod. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Frog Pants Network. Get more shows like this at frogpants.com. <laughs>